Climbers, have you heard the urban legend about the kidney harvester? You know, the one with the guy getting roofied and waking up in a hotel in a bathtub full of ice and a telephone by him? Or the urban legend about the razor blades and the apples at Halloween? Well, there's certain urban legends about social media, too. Today, we're going to debunk 10 social media myths that are hurting your artist business. That's fun. <laughs> Welcome to the and This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Mission-critical leverage is what you're going to need. You want to work with all the people, you want to step up that ladder, you want to, you know, improve your Rolodex, man, you got to have leverage. It's not about your talent at first. It's about the leverage and then the talent. That's just the way it is now. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by... Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols. Got a couple number ones in Southern Gospel in the last few years. Got a top 10 in Australia in the last year. This man is is global, global <laughs> talent, all right? And what I love about him is he's giving back. He's helping songwriters like you reveal how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on the regular, he puts you in touch and helps you create relationships with the pros that can help you take that next step once you got once you got your ducks in a row, right? You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny is smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other. Johnny D. What's up, hey, buddy? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm hungry. And I'm, but yeah. I'm hungry for knowledge. You're hungry so for I'm knowledge. Ready to listen. I've, I've got a disgruntled Great Dane who's just not I, happy. Not I've heard that. Whatever is going on is frowned upon in this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> he won't let it go. But um, yeah, man. Today we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn about t- you know top ten myths on social media. It, it changes so much, man. It, 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 there's a lot mm-hmm. of myths all the time and we're just going to kind of go through i'm going to debunk the top 10 myths and get you on the right track with this stuff okay get you using cool. that more myth number 11 will be like these will never change that's right <laughs> myth number right. 11 will be a new set of myths one month from yeah. now so exactly before we do that let's get into a little business here join the climb community if you haven't done so on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash group forward slash the climb community it's an active thriving group of indie musicians indie songwriters indie artists there's some pros in there too there's some industry people in there too and it everybody's helping everybody man it's Uh it's a it's your peer group this is not uh a place to sell so much, I guess, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a consumer group. It's a business, the B2B thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's so many Facebook groups out there with a hundred thousand people. And it's like, Oh, this looks like a huge group. But the last post was four years ago, you know, right, now, this yeah. is just every week there's stuff going on in here, guys. So this is an active community. We want you to be a part of it. You just have to ask to join and we let everybody in just be good boys and girls. Make sure you put 
your information. You know, we want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear about your wins. We want to hear your new music. There's a place to put it every single week as a comment on a post that we make. So just put it in the right place. Don't put it in the feed. Don't spam. If you spam, we jam you right out the door. Okay. So, <laughs> so don't do it that way. But let's, uh, let's share some wins, man. I, lo- I love the wins section. Yeah, always more wins than we have time to share, which is awesome. So Climber Brian Williams says, finished three lyrics I started and wrote four new ones this week. Finished 211 in the past 24 months. So 211 in 24 months, that's a lot. So good job, Brian. Keep on climbing. Uh, Kristen, and I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, Kristen, Bud or Buddy or Booty. I'm not sure. But anyway, Kristen. Uh, says had a songwriter retreat weekend a couple weeks ago and wrote four songs also about to release the title track for my very first ep excited and that is exciting Kristen. so good job there and we'll do we'll do one more taylor hughes music hosted my fifth sold out show at the listening room cafe last night and it was amazing so that is amazing taylor so that's awesome there are other wins on here and every wednesday it was chris that was the previous one chris Uh, taylor Kristen. Kristen and Brian. Oh, there you go. Okay. Taylor, Kristen. Kristen and Brian. All about some climbing. There we go. All right. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you uh, follow the podcast wherever you, uh, you know, where, where, or subscribe to it. I think, I think on iTunes now or whatever, on, on Apple Music, like in, it's like you just follow it. Like I notice I don't subscribe anymore. It's like I, I follow. Follow. That's, yeah. That's, they changed the word. Tell a friend about it. I mean, really, that's the best thing you can do, man. If you're, if you're spending this much time with us on this content that we're putting out there, you're finding some kind of value in it, please do your job, be a good community member, and spread it. Like, let somebody else know, hey, man, I know you don't listen to a lot of podcasts, or I know you do. This one's got a lot of information. Go cherry pick the episodes you think that'll make sense to you, and mm-hmm. let them know, right? So. You know, and also we're on YouTube now. So by the time you hear this, they are getting more and more of our back episodes put up on yeah. YouTube. And I just need to do a, a looky-loo for that and go, oh, yeah, where is that? The climb. Shout out to Christina Toscano, my intern, for just rocking this amongst like five other projects she's got going on. So <laughs> that's just so a you can look for the climb on, uh, on YouTube. And if you get through all the Miley Cyrus songs... Uh, you should be able to find the Climb podcast. <laughs> and right. so we're putting all the, I say we, but yes, Johnny's peeps are putting the uh, episodes on there. So you can find them there. And we're happy about that. And then and I think we'll be able to see us close to getting up to the video parts here. I think that we started using Zencastro as a platform to record it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, 150 episodes ago. And what's scary is, what I'm doing on there thinking that, oh, this video will never come out. So there's that's ah, scary. how much nose picking there might be. If you're oh, a long time listener, you know, there's more than a couple of shows I've been banged up on this. Well, now you're going to get that looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little scary. It's a little scary, but God bless. Oh, my so, gosh. All right. Well, let's get into this here, man. It's it's hard to keep up with all the the trends, the advice, the the, the gurus when it, that orbit around social media you know mm-hmm. especially you know as artists when we don't even like the thing that's trending and we're trying to keep up with it right because we feel like mm-hmm. we have social media uh, so you're not exactly you know waking up in the morning rubbing your hands together going i wonder what new thing i'm gonna learn today about social media like nobody right. really approaches it like that i think except for me some of the things that we reported on the podcast brent years ago no longer apply right mm-hmm. 
you know, even more things that we've reported on as like white hat tactics, right, uh, have now mm-hmm. become black hat tactics on social media platform or or the platforms removed the ability to do such things altogether. Mm-hmm. I've often said to my Belmont in- interns, you know, I don't know how any institution. So this isn't a dig on Belmont in any way, but. I don't know how any university can charge money to teach social media because by the time the upper brass has agreed on a curriculum, no matter how fast <laughs> they are, you're too late. You're like whatever right. it is you teach is already changed and mm-hmm. it happens so fast. So my point is when, when it's changing so much, trends come and go, best practices are constantly evolving. There are various notes and tips that are either outdated, misinterpreted, or just plain wrong with some with some of them transforming over time to the point where it's, it's hard to know the exact right way to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And let's face it. You guys are artists. The social media stuff is number 400 on your list of things to keep up with. So before we get into the myth debunking, it's, I do want to stress that it's, it's important to say that you each need to listen to your unique audience. For some of you, a gray practice or a bad practice, let's say, could be perfect for your target market. While some highly recommended advice could fall flat for your unique audience. So you need to freaking know your audience. And I know that sounds super vague because it is, but um, I'll give you an example. And this is not a social media tactic as much as it is a marketing tactic, but I felt like this was apropos, if you will. Mm-hmm. I worked with this band called Seven Horse, this was a few years ago. And you might remember their song, uh, Meth Lab Zoso Sticker, which was featured on Martin Scorsese's Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> film. And it was like, when I say featured, it was like featured. The, the, they won some Oscars for that movie. And when they did, you know how they play the, the music from the, the mm. film? When they not, well, that was the song they played. You know what I mean? So this cool. was like a big, big freaking deal. The boys from Seven Horse were launching a, a tour. And... These guys, first of all, they're, they're from a band from the 80s. They're like two guys that formed a new band called Seven Horse, but they were originally in a band together from the 80s called uh, DAD, which is an acronym for Disneyland After Dark, which I just hmm. think killer, mm-hmm. killer name for a rock band. You know what I mean? They had a major label deal. They had a big, huge hit. So they have like this following, right? But mm-hmm. keep in mind, the 80s is is the deal here. Okay. So these guys are launching a tour and I suggested a very, very successful marketing tactic of, Hey man, you know, offering a free beer to the first 50 people through the door, right? This is something that you can market on social media. And the tactic is that, you know, you buy a, a, a shift beer, from, you go to the bar owner and you're like, what do you charge for a shift beer? Usually it's like a buck mm. and you get some raffle tickets. You buy like 50 shift beers and you get raffle tickets from Staples or Office Max or something. And you've got somebody on your team at the door and the first 50 people come through the door, get that ticket and they go turn that ticket in. They get a beer, you know, it's mm-hmm. a free beer. This is a great incentive for, for people to show up early to the gig, right? Now the problem with that marketing tactic as it pertains to seven horse and their unique audience is that, as I said, they grew up in the eighties, right? Which means that their audience is now like in the, in their fifties. Yeah. These are not kids. They're established. They have money and they're not the least bit interested in free beer. (laughs) (laughs) Scotches and bourbons that they like to drink. And, and the free beer thing isn't going to move them. 
Because I will tell you that these guys from Seven Horse are very dialed in on their audience. They're very intuitive, very in touch with who their audience is. So I can't remember which way it went. If they agreed to do it and it just didn't work, and and that was sort of the answer that they came back with, or if they just knew right off the gate and they're like, that's not going to work because here's why. Yeah, yeah. You know, one way or the other, you, you see what I'm saying? There's just something tactical you can get your hands on that will explain what I'm talking about. Know your audience and what can mm-hmm. work and what can't work. You know, another another quick example of something that used to work that doesn't work anymore was what I did with Craig Gertis with the Haggard fan thing, where mm-hmm. uh, 2013 it was completely acceptable and there was technology that allowed you to do this, where you could do an auto DM from somebody that followed you so if they Mm. followed you back you could trigger a a piece of software like on a platform that i would use that would shoot that person an auto dm and you could put whatever message you wanted in it right Mm -hmm. when somebody heard haggard fan and then they followed him on twitter they would send an auto dm that was like oh my gosh thank you so much for making me feel like a rock star and i i want you to have a free download of haggard fan and of course I was targeting Haggard fans to follow back. So right. it was all right in the wheelhouse right there. And we got in three months, we got 2000 free downloads of that song and people mm-hmm. freaking loved it, you know? Yeah. That's black hat now. And I, it, you can't even, I don't think you can do that technology. And I don't think it's allowed. I don't think it exists to be able to make that happen. Like it did mm-hmm. before. So that's kind of the stuff that we're talking about here. So yeah. So let's get into the myth. These are, these are uh, 10 social media tips kind of with a counter to each one, right? So we a myth and then the truth, okay? Okay. So myth number one, social media is free. And I think that is a prevailing myth. I'm, and I feel like maybe it's, it's, it's starting to lighten up a little bit. But man, for way too mm-hmm. long, I just hear people complaining about if it costs one penny, on social media, then it's a ripoff or it's some mm-hmm. kind of scam. And I'm like, you never seen what a radio promo budget looks like. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> this is still reaching people. This is marketing and this mm-hmm. is promotion and this is reach and frequency, reach and frequency. And reach and frequency on big platforms always cost money. So yeah. the truth is social media, first of all, even if you're just doing organic social media, it still has a cost, and that is a lot of time. Yes. It's going to cost you something, time or money. You're going to co- or both. Well, yeah. yeah. Or both. And, and again, it, it also costs money to reach a cold audience, like to, to purposefully reach a cold, not get lucky with something viral. God bless you if you do. Mm-hmm. But you're paying to interrupt somebody's feed who knows nothing about you as an artist with paid traffic and put your content into their feed that costs money and for the people who know like and trust you and love your brand and have followed you and interacted with you and all that man the bigger that list grows the percentages stay the same right Mm -hmm. you're you know you're a god at social media and you've mastered the algorithm of the organic traffic then you have tripled your reach from 1% of the people who like you and engage with you to 3%. Congrats. Congrats. That's a much, that's three times <laughs> the amount of people, but that's still right. means at best, at best, 97% of the people who have engaged with you and who like you have no idea that you just posted that thing. And so yeah. to get the frequency part of the reach and frequency occasion, you need to pay money to mm. get that, you know, so it's not free. Okay. You know, it's free. Still a better deal. Failure. Failure is free. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And failure can be costly. Anonymity. <laughs> Anonymity <laughs> is free. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, myth number two. Mm-hmm. You must be on every social media platform. The myth. truth is, be where your fans hang out. Mm-hmm. Be where your fans hang out. For the younger audiences out there, you need to be on Instagram probably instead of Facebook. I'll bet you if you've done any kind of paid traffic where you get more analytics, where they can tell you like what platform people responded mm-hmm. on, you're probably getting way more traffic on Instagram than Facebook and, and, mm-hmm. and probably way more traffic on TikTok than you are on Instagram. Where are they hanging out at, man? That's the that, that's what's most important than each platform. And, and just it's, it's also better to. It's kind of like I look at being a, a songwriter. I don't have to be great at everything. If I'm great at something, I have a reason for my phone to ring. Like mm-hmm. it's better to slay Instagram and Instagram Reels than it is to be marginally visible on five platforms. That's right. You know, depending on where your audience is now, you know, if none of your audience is on Instagram, then, you know, but find where your audience is and it's better to slay one than to be a ghost in five. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and know which surface is on there. Mm-hmm. Hey man, if you're slaying it on reels, then maybe you want to do more reels and less posting in the feed, mm-hmm. that kind of a, or yeah. less stories. Right. And, and more reels. I think with, I mean, Twitter is just so freaking political, mm-hmm. right? I think unless you already have a huge engaged or a, let's say a sufficiently large enough engaged audience on Twitter, I don't know that it's worth it to chase that, to put the time and effort to, 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 to grow a Twitter audience today for an artist. I think yeah. you're much better off focusing on Instagram or TikTok. Twitter, I, I go there for sports and rock fights. Yeah. Rock fights <laughs> are the politics. And yeah. that's more of a love-hate thing. Like, I can't car wreck. But sports, that's mainly why I go there. That makes yeah. me happy or keep up with. That's right. Myth number three, post unique content on each platform. Mm. So the truth is that cross-posting content is smart marketing. I, I think this myth here goes on the pile of reasons why I feel better about myself for not doing social media. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on the excuses pile. <laughs> yeah. So okay, there you go. I think it's more important that the content be native to the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the post, let's say be native to the platform. What do I mean by that? On, on Instagram, you can do up to 30 hashtags as long as they're you know, relevant hashtags and they make sense, then go and do that. But you're not going to put more than two on Facebook. Yeah. TikTok's going to be different than that. But can it be the same content? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would because, hey, you know, maybe you've got some people that are like, let's just call them super warm audience, right? Mm-hmm like really engaged fans on TikTok, and you also have some really engaged fans on Instagram, do you want them having two different experiences? That's the way I always looked at it. It just seemed to make sense. If you think about it from uh, a very nefarious political narrative kind of thing, it doesn't matter what 
channel you're on, if it's a, a right wing channel like Fox News or any of the other channels that do that, you, you or, or all the different shows on Fox News, we got all these different personalities that attract all these different kinds of people, but they're saying exactly the same thing. And the same thing on CNN and MSNBC and all that. You've got all the different personalities and they all have different followings, but they're saying exactly the same thing. Why? <laughs> they're trying to get a freaking message out. Yeah, I'm not arguing about the morality or anything on that in the message. I'm saying that they are driving something home. And so are you. And in this case, you're the network. Mm -hmm. One platform, one personality is uh, one talking head is TikTok. Another talking head is Instagram. The third one is Facebook. You want to be doing the same things on those. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, again, like in, in terms of being native to them, you can make your TikTok available for Stitch or for duets or something like that. You know, something mm -hmm. you can't do on a reel on Instagram or Facebook, etc. So just know how the tool works, but you can be the same content, man. Absolutely. And that makes your life easier, right? Yeah, for sure. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Number four. Oh, Brent, just tell me how you react to this myth. Social, okay. social networks are broadcast channels. Wrong myth. <laughs> Truth is social networks are interactive one-to-one -one channels. Mm -hmm. Know the difference. That's right. right. So we are talking to you, Climber. Yeah. We are not talking to all y'all climbers. I'm from Arkansas. I can say all y'all. It's illegal there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, we're talking to you, Sunday Joe. We're talking to you, Patrick. We're talking to you, Tracy. We're talking, you know, Bill, John. We're talking yeah. to you one at a time. You're not getting together with your friends and doing a watch party mm -hmm. for the new climb episode out on YouTube now. No, I mean, that's cool if you want to do that. Send us a video. But most of the time you're listening to it in your earbuds or something. You're going on a walk and we're in your ears. And we're glad you're here, by the way. So yeah. we have to be mindful of that. Like, okay, we're not talking to everyone at once. I'm going to make announcements and stuff. But same thing on your social media. You, it's, like it, it's like a megaphone out into an earbud. 
out to a megaphone into an earbud, and the end result is the earbud or the the one person's phone that's looking at your the social media stuff that you put out. It's going out to one person, hundreds of yeah. times or thousands of times to one person. It is so hard for people to get the one to one dynamic. It, it's not a tangible thing to think about, right? It, it's, mm-hmm. It seems to be a tricky sort of um, vague very important concept for people to get their heads around. Mm -hmm. But if you just think very simply about you're an artist, so you're a performer, right? What are the things that you do on stage to get a reaction? And what happens if you're having a slow night, right? What happens if that crowd's not just ready to rock and you've, you've got to dig some trenches to get them on board and get them back in the palm of your hand. The things that you're going to do in a situation on stage, which is a broadcast channel, are you going to do those same kinds of things on a date? <laughs> right. If it's going wrong, if it's a little flat, now you're just going to, you know, let me hear you. Come on, everybody. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's not going to work, right? So, so approach it like that. Like, how would you work? How would you think? How would you move? Mm-hmm. What would you say on a date? Because on a date, you're really trying to impress that other person and they're trying to impress you. And it, it, it comes, you're trying to love them first, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to, to make them, to, to make them feel important and to, you want to let them know that you're in this relationship together as opposed to broadcast where there's no way you can know everybody, you know what yeah. I mean? So, but, so you're not, but you even at a show about that, even at a show, I remember, you know, hearing about like Garth Brooks, who's just legendary shows. What can I do to make the person in the back row feel seen and special? Mm -hmm. So even at a show, you want each person to feel like at one point you made eye contact or, you know, they pointed at me. He looked at me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or where they take the broadcast uh, um, channel and they add some one to one nuance to it. You know, Billy Mm -hmm. Joel does that too, where he would, he would buy out like the first two rows and then just have his team go up randomly to the people in the nosebleed Mm -hmm. section and offer them tickets. He goes, those are the real fans. Somebody who's going to spend that money who can't afford to get down in front or isn't part of the the record label or part mm-hmm. of the radio station that's usually in the front two rows. I don't want to sing to industry people. I want to sing to the fans in the front row. So he would regularly buy out like the first two or three rows and then just randomly have his team go around and say, Hey, hey you just got bumped to the first row. Go down, go down, go down. Yeah. And these are the people that are so freaked out that, mm-hmm. that this is like a night they're never going to forget. And that's what it's, you know, that's a one-on-one thing in a broadcast situation. Well, right? that and those people in the front row, they're also the people that everyone else sees. And they're going to model how to be excited at a show for everyone else for that to cascade back. Because they're going to be so fired up. The people behind them are going to see how fired up they are. And that's going to influence them. The people behind them, it's like this whole beautiful cascade thing. But probably a sidebar. Yeah. When, you're, when, you're, when you're looking at industry people in the front row, right? Which is, it's just like, you know, this is my 2000th show I've seen. Uh, yeah. And maybe it's the 2000th Tim McGraw show I've seen. So <laughs> right. whatever. I, I know so much about this show. I know he's having a good night or a bad night, but I'm mm-hmm. not freaking the F out. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is not interaction that you are exactly that's a good point but i remember like in a, another garth brooks thing he he did dude, i'm just a garth fan but i remember one time you know he got one of the like a spotlights you know stage light kind of thing and was holding it and shining it on the crowd yeah and so you know that's a way to in a way reach out and touch yeah, somebody in the spotlight. In that, 
I put you literally in the, in the spotlight and I'm shining across. So every person whose face is shined across was like, he touched me in a way, you know, yeah. like, Oh wow. That spotlight touched me. I'm not yeah. just one a thousand for a second there. You know, I was in the spotlight. So anyway, Bono did that. Have, you, have you ever seen rattle and hum? Bono did that. Nice. Making some big statement that's got, that's mm-hmm. going to ruffle your feathers. And he just takes a big white, a can and he's like shoving it out in the audience. And he's shining around. Somebody's like, am I bugging you? And he points to me up, am I bugging you? I don't mean to bug you. You know what I mean? And, he, and it was like, but you're, man, when that light's right on you, he's looking right at you. Yeah. He sees you and you're like, boom. I yeah. mean, yes, you know, so good. So, so how, good. Can you, how can you speak to one person at a time, hundreds and thousands of times? Exactly. That's right. So it's one-to-one. Know the difference. Number five, myth. You have to post multiple times a day. Mm. The truth is, you need to post consistently. Oh. Okay, whatever that means. So you don't have to post multiple times a day, but you know what? Post once a day or post mm-hmm. once every two days, but be freaking consistent about it. I think, Brent, I mean, you and I put a lot of thought into that but when we started this podcast. We knew mm-hmm. one thing. You and I both knew coming into this podcast seven years ago. Mm-hmm. We got to be consistent. Yeah. And so we're like, what is that? What's that going to mean for us? Mm-hmm. How often do we want to post? Some some podcasts are once a week, and that yeah. works. They're all in podcasts, once a week. One of my favorite podcasts. I love that. So we're once a, we're once a week, except for now we've got some bonus episodes and stuff like Fridays, that. Fridays, yeah. Some podcasts are once a day. Some podcasts are once a month. It's important that the consistency is about de- de- developing behavior modifications when they like it it's going to come they're going to be there and also since your organic reach is so pitiful and i mean that for each of us right so i'm not singling you out you are it's pitiful it's still pitiful we've covered that and since it's not free we've covered that Mm -hmm. so what that means is posting more just gets you ignored more times so it's okay if you post less make sure it's quality talking to somebody and yeah. then spend a little bit to get that piece seen. Yeah. Right. Focus on getting it seen. It's the same thing we talk about, you know, put all of our money into the record and don't save any money for marketing. No one's going to know your yep. records out. So the same kind of thing. The marketing budget is like, I know for movies where they say the marketing budget can equal the cost of the making the movie. So you may have a $200 million Marvel movie and a $200 million budget. Yeah. It's got to make 800 million at the, you know, after theaters take out their part for them to break even on it. So are you doing the same thing? Maybe instead of spending that time going, okay, man, I need to, I need to put out more content, new content. Well, see if we can actually get this scene. What can we do to serve this up in a different way? Anyway, sorry. No, it's good. That's good stuff. Number six, here's the myth. Your images have to be perfect. Thank goodness. That's a myth. The truth is your images should be authentic. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's missed a lot. Like, is it authentic? Is it really you? Is it really who you are? Is it really about what you are? I think, man, when it's really authentic, um, I mean, just think about it in terms of music. Like there, there's some artists that are really authentic and they're just raw as hell, but it's mm-hmm. just so good and you love it and then there's some artists that are really authentic and they're slicker and that's cool too because that's who they are you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's so just be authentic i think that's the key yeah myth number seven you have to have a cohesive aesthetic 
Okay, so all your we talked about this. I remember on some old uh, social media challenges and some different things. Some of the minisodes you talk about, like the, the people whose Instagram feed is all color coded. Basically, there's always some red and gray in every yeah in every yeah. Instagram post, and so it looks really cool when you're on their page, or you can tell. So that's we don't have to do that. Yeah, I don't have to have a Where's Waldo hidden in the back of every post. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Okay. Thank goodness. I mean, it, that's cool. But if you want to do that, if that's something mm-hmm. that is important to you that you like, that can be cool and make a nice looking feed. But that's not mission critical. Mm-hmm. The truth is, you just need to honor your brand standard. Like, what's your brand? Mm-hmm. Again, your brand is not your logo. Your brand is like, how do people feel when they look at, at your name, when they look at your content? When mm-hmm. they think about you, if they know you and they think about you, how do they feel? The Coca-Cola brand is not about the red and the white. And uh, it's not about, it's about how people feel. Remember when Coca-Cola put your personal names like on the cans? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, now again, that's like a broadcast thing. And they're trying to do a one-to-one touch mm-hmm. in the confines of a broadcast type of strategy and it, it was yeah. brilliant. So now I feel good because these cans have my name on it. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. know me that. And so I feel better about it because that's the brand. So be true to your brand. And how does that look? Like I think brand is missed by so many artists because maybe they're doing like a slicker sort of modern country kind of thing or, mm-hmm. or a slicker sort of rock and roll kind of thing. But then you look at the pictures on the album or the artwork for the single or whatever, the artwork for the release. And it looks like a dorm room and they just woke up from a nap and it's just a mess. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not really telling. It's not really in line with who they are and what they're doing. You you have to make sure that the curtains match the carpeting. We go back to the guns and roses brand on that first appetite for destruction album where they're just all sitting there and they, they almost, it almost looks like, because they're probably all high, you know what I mean? But it just, it like that. they're in ripped leather pants and ripped t-shirts yep. and, and all, they look really rough and really edgy. And then I think about one of the, the Celine Dion records where she had this like amazing ball gown on and it was like this most beautiful fairy tale kind of a thing. And imagine if those two images were flip-flopped. I mean, yeah, if you had Guns N' Roses in tuxedos and everybody had, pulled their hair pulled back and it looked real smart and uh, they're at some fancy ball diner and then you you know you're what the hell like at at a bar or some speakeasy joint or something like that this is not this is not what that record sounds like (laughs) right with uh with celine dion she's in ripped leather pants early on in her career and 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 some ripped T-shirt, and you're here in Water from the Moon. I mean, you're like, what the hell? Like this, like right. uh, this is you're expecting a rock thing, and you're not getting that. So it's almost like it's almost like false advertising, which I know none of you artists would ever do. Know your brand and stick to your brand. What's your brand archetype? Stick to that. Don't worry about the aesthetic so much. If you mm-hmm. want to put it in there, God bless. But that's not a mission critical as the brand is the brand standard, yeah. right? Number eight myth, share lots of portraits and selfies. This is one of my favorite ones because everybody's just like, well, I don't want to have to do social media because, you know, I don't want to be showing people my damn dinner or my damn lunch every day. That's just stupid. (laughs) Like, okay, hold on. Is that something that you do? No. Okay. Then why would you do that? Yeah. Why, Why would you do that? So 
share lots of portraits and selfies. The truth is images without people get great results too. So you don't necessarily have to have people. It's mm-hmm. more about what you got to say. Yeah. What does that picture say? And what's your comment about it? And that sort of tags back to, to the brand standard. I mean, I, I mentioned a, a kind of a, a way to, again, because it's a, an elusive concept. A brand is elusive to a lot yeah. of people who aren't used to marketing. Imagine a picture of a 59 gold top Les Paul, right? This is a, what is it, up to a $750,000 instrument now. Iconic instrument just imagine that as the picture and there's two different people that are going to comment on it one of them is jack nicholson and and one of them is um who is forrest gump tom hanks tom hanks okay Okay. so what are they gonna say and let's just say they both love the gibson last paul so how i mean you can just picture tom hanks as like this is one of the most amazing instruments ever. And I, and just, I think of all the records that I listened to that in my childhood was, and blah, blah, blah. And Jack Nicholson would be like, this guitar got me laid so many times. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. This is, right. this is one damn fine instrument and amount yeah. of drugs that have been, the amount of, you know, lines of blow that have been chopped out on top of this guitar. Uh, yeah. It's gotten me laid so many. So it's, they're both saying that they love the instrument, but Jack's got a brand and and so does Tom Hanks. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's it's the image will work. It doesn't have to be a portrait. It doesn't have to be a selfie. But what are you going to say about it? And is that in your brand? Mm-hmm. Number nine. We're getting close Matt. to the end. Here. Number nine myth: scheduling tools hurt post performance. Right? Like, or hurt the performance of your post. So this would be like a buffer, a tweet deck, uh, whatever. There are a bunch of Hootsuite, all these different things. Exactly, exactly. Like somehow that's cheating or, mm-hmm. uh, or the, the algorithm don't like that. going to punish you if you go through a third party. Yeah. yeah. Truth, scheduling tools save time and your sanity. <laughs> Amen. And your sanity. You know, when mm. you start to figure out like what your brand is and different kind of posts that work for you, just like uh, Brent and I do with the podcast, I mean, we're on our fourth episode today. Mm-hmm. True. This is our fourth. We're stacking them up, and this is going to go out for the next month. Mm-hmm. When you can turn and burn, and you got that creative juices flowing, you're like pow, 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 pow. Four different, and then you can schedule that out, and it's rolling. That's great. So don't be afraid to automate. Yeah, because people have often asked me, like, how do you how do you get all that stuff out and write? I'm like, because I'm not putting that stuff out while I'm writing, but it came out while you're like, yeah, they got tools for that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just because I'm posting, don't assume I'm on my phone. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, all the emails we send are automated. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, this is what's this is what works. Yeah, it's like it's from me. It's from me. It's it's what I have to say. No one's writing my post for me. That's right. But it's it just doesn't mean I'm live on the computer or the phone right then. Because you've taken the time to figure out if it posted this time instead of this time it's going to reach more people, right? Or I'm just, or I stagger it out. So it's not always the, you know, and then yeah. I'll do, I'll do um, spur of the moment posts and different things at other times. Yeah. Yeah. But then this is making sure that I'm consistent. It's making sure I'm consistent because life gets busy. That's it. And, and again, consistency, man. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to, yeah, being able to schedule that works like a champ. And you know, a lot of the scheduling tools too, you can get a ton of great analytics from it. As well as the platform, 
itself. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, hey, if your posting time is happening when you're doing your side hustle or mm -hmm. when you're playing a gig or when you're writing, as you, as you mentioned, then scheduling tools, the only way that's going to happen. Right. It makes more sense, right? It sure does. Finally, number 10, myth. You must create videos to get results. Mm. Tell me more. Videos do better. I mean, videos generally do better. But here's the thing. It's not always true, right? Mm -hmm. so, so the truth on this is that the content you enjoy creating gets results because if you enjoy creating it and you found that groove where it's not a a task where it's not something that you have to do because you've got to do it, where you actually enjoy scratching that itch because it's an ex another expression of you, uh, an another way to, to communicate your brand and what you're about, then as long as you like it, then that's what's going to matter, man. There's plenty of people that have blown up on still images. There's plenty of people that have blown up on video content. There's no way back or forth, man. When I'm doing ads for my corporate companies and when I'm doing like live show stuff for the concert promoter that the concert promoters we work with, I will always do both. Mm -hmm. I will do a video ad and I will do an image ad. I used to want to try to guess. And I found out how freaking after six months of doing it, I just stopped because it was futile. <laughs> I'm like, this ad is so freaking cool. This video mm -hmm. ad is so cool that this is definitely going to outperform the image ad and then nope for whatever reason everybody responded to the image ad more than they cared about the video ad so you know what whole thing is i don't have to care because i'm having my cake and eating it too i put them both out there here's the winner off you go god bless right you want the result yeah let's just get the results mm -hmm. and then put something together that you like to put together so that's it guys this is one of my shorter episodes hey good job come on back shorter than right. my last one good job <laughs> that's right guys so hey a lot of the confusion a lot of the sort of vagueness that you have that you're trying to process when you when you're when you're trying to connect with people on a digital platform a lot of the issue that you have you come by it honestly it's because you have been marketed to your whole life on a broadcast platform mm -hmm. uh, just as human beings as people with common sense we were going to reverse engineer what worked for us, right? We're like, okay, yeah. when you get down, like, now I'm going to, I realize I have to be a marketer. So now I'm going to start thinking about marketing. And what do you think, what kind of marketing are you thinking about? Broadcast marketing is what you're usually thinking about. Mm -hmm. And so, and if you are fashioning uh, those kinds of strategies and those kinds of tactics onto digital platforms, uh, and then of course it's, you have this vague idea of digital platforms and social media. It's not somewhere you really want to be anyway. And then you, that's exacerbated by the fact that the, when you do take the effort to do something, you're putting the wrong content on the freaking wrong platform oh, and it yeah. doesn't result. And now you're just like throwing your hands up. Like, I don't know how anybody does this. Well, a lot of that can be eliminated if you understand how to honor the platform. And if you understand that the goals here are different than on a broadcast platform. The goals are traffic, the, the creating traffic, and that comes with consistency in the stuff we've been talking about. And that comes with brand clarity. Uh, I've got a great download for you called Whomever Owns the Traffic Rules the Road that will help identify a bunch of this stuff that you're thinking about on broadcast. Like, what's the difference between broadcast and digital? And I, I spell it out. This is a pretty healthy 
free PDF download, man. It's yours. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell me where to send it. And you can download that, and that's going to help kind of retool your brain, man. So it's just, okay, uh, this is what a broadcast is. This is what digital is. And then the bottom line is if you start asking the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. But if you're if you're trying to you know, figure out, well, how come I, I put this post out uh, for T-shirt sale and I haven't sold one? Those mm. are the wrong questions that you're asking. Uh, you're not doing it right. So that's what that's about, guys. And that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Please uh, make sure that you join the Climb community. Make sure you follow the podcast so that you can access all of the episodes and cherry pick. We don't want you to miss one that you want to see, that you want to hear. You know, you don't have to listen to them all, but... Uh, there might be a golden one in there that you don't even know about yet if you haven't followed the podcast. And then finally, tell a friend about it. Turn them on to it, man. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.